Curl Next Door. Hi, Steph. Hi, Tamara. Welcome to Curl Next Door podcast. Episode two. Episode two, the podcast that we are really recording because we both have curly hair. And it's real. (laughs) And our curls are real. And it's been a real struggle sometimes. It has been a real struggle. So we're excited about talking to you about our curly haired history and struggles and journey. The journey. And hearing from you. Feel free to reach out to us at curlnextdoorpodcast at gmail.com with your stories and we can all bond together. That's right. So we are, we both have curly hair, as we said, both, would you say around the same length above our shoulders? I I think yours is slightly shorter than mine, but it's maybe also because I need a haircut. Okay. Mid length. We both have mid length curly hair, but she's the brunette and I'm the blonde. That's right. Betty and Veronica. Except that you're not a bitch and I'm not a virgin, right? (laughs) (laughs) That's right. Okay. So last time. And that doesn't mean that you're a bitch. Or that, or that you're a virgin. Yeah. Right. That's got true it. Too. Got it. Um, okay. Last hi, time. <laughs> hi. <laughs> last time you were talking about like actually technically classification of curl hair, curl types, which I've never done, but maybe you can tell me a little bit more about yeah. it now. So we thought that to help you get to know us a little bit better, you may want to know what kind of curls we have. And I have to be honest, this is new information for me too. Uh, I, in fact, I've sort of forgotten. So there's sort of a numerical system from one through four, and then a subclassification of A through C. Okay. And these define whether your hair is curly or straight and how, mm-hmm. if they are curly, what kind of wave or curl shape they have. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> that's hilarious. So Steph has a, an iPad and a, we're looking at a website where there are illustrations and, and pictures. And references of celebrity to help figure out your curl type. Okay, so if you're a type two, if you're a type one, you're straight. You okay. have straight hair. If you're a so type two, you have forget wavy. about type one. <laughs> right. So type two is wavy. Okay. And if you have wavy hair, you're allowed to listen to this podcast. Yes, because you're actually considered a curly haired person. Mm-hmm. And then there's uh, A, B, and C through there. So a two A as an example is almost straight. There's just it looks tussled or these three illustrations of type we should try and put this on the instagram so people can see yeah and then by the time you get to type 2c it's got more of a it looks like a barrel roll i love that an s i feel like that's my friend rebecca the one who started my book club and i love her hair and she has beautiful hair and it goes to that whole thing where the grass is always greener there's someone else who has like better curls or better hair that you think is easier but they they have their own perspective that's right right okay so a type three is curly hair i think we're both in the curly hair yes category okay so curly hair and type three can range from loose to tight okay different kinds of corkscrew shapes so a 3a is loose curls and it's around the size of a piece of sidewalk chalk so i don't know maybe slightly thicker than your thumb i feel like is that you 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 and zendaya Gorgeous. Yeah. Oh, big yeah. curls. I think maybe curly, but a. bigger curls. Big, bigger curls, and sometimes there's frizz. Mm-hmm. And then a three B is like the width of the curl is around the the width of a sharpie. I think that's more. I feel like my hair is curlier than yours. I don't like. I'm looking at this picture of Halle Berry going. I don't look like Halle Berry, but but maybe that 
that might be. Yeah, and it's sort of hard to when like I have really thick hair. I think yes. you have thin hair. Well, I have fine hair. You have fine hair. Yes. Sorry, is saying thin hair an well, offense to it's not, people? It's, no, they're just I think fine and thin are different because thin is like how much hair you have, and fine is like the is the actual strand, the strand thick okay. or like fine. Okay, so then 3C, you start getting into really, really tight corkscrew mm-hmm. curls, neither of which we are. So right. I think we probably, between us, are a 3A or a 3B. Mm-hmm. And then once you get into level four, you're talking about coily or kinky hair, which right. neither of us are. No. So I think, yeah, I think I'm probably a 3A and you think you're a 3B? I think so. And again, you know, we can post more pictures and our friends and fans and you know, listeners can weigh in. Tell us what kind of hair you have and if you've ever tried to classify it. And then what were you saying about porosity? That's a whole other thing. Okay, so that's going to be hard for us to do over the air because you need to put a piece of clean hair in water, in a cup of water, and then see what happens to it. And like look under a microscope? I don't think a microscope is involved. I feel like my hair is highly porous. And I don't know how much of that is its natural state versus just the type of coloring that I've done to my hair and processing over the years. So next week we can talk about porosity. I'll try and do the the test this week. Okay. The hair porosity. Then you can educate me. Yeah, I have no idea. All I know is that my hair sucks in product and Mm -hmm. it doesn't really seem to often make a difference Mm -hmm. i can put in a little bit of product or a lot of product and it's still sometimes dry and frizzy right i think a lot of curly hair tends to be dry and kind of and porous i think but i'm sure there's a spectrum and interesting story about porosity because my mother also has curly hair and her hair is Mm, it, I don't know if it's, um, what was it, one or two? Or the, wait, no, one is one straight. straight. Okay, two, two is, is wavy. wavy, three is curly, but not like coarse. So my mom is like probably a two C, which is sort of like an S, the shape of an S. Or else she's a three A. Okay. So one of those. So her hair is not quite as curly as me. In any case, it's highly porous. And for my wedding I convinced her to hide her grays with some color and at the time I offered to do it at home for her and I went too dark with the color but not only that but because her hair was so porous it just sucked up this color and even though I left the color on for a you know smaller amount of time in the in the time range it was almost black even like, though it was supposed to be what brown? It was supposed to be like kind of a bit lighter than yours, like a medium, medium to dark brown. And really it was like, you know, at the time she was probably not even 60 years old yet. But I was like, mom, you're going to feel so gorgeous. If you hide your grays, it's going to be amazing. And then I think she was so mad at me because she felt like a witch and her hair looked black. Because did she grow it out eventually? Yeah, she, she didn't did, want to keep it. Oh, no, she grew out that color and then she would never let after that, she would never let anyone color her hair. Even if I offered to pay for like three hundred dollar highlights, she would not allow me or anyone. So she grew it out. She grew out her grays. She has natural gray hair now. It's fine. She's a Grammy. So that's all fine. Is her hair still curly? Did it stay? Did her curls 
Did she retain her curls even when it went gray? Yes, absolutely. The same shape of curl? Um, I think it's changed from age. Like, I think your hormones change the texture of your hair and the, you know, density of your hair. And it kind of can thin as you get older as well. So I feel like when she was, and also when she was younger and like when I was a kid, she would tend to have quite short hair. And in her older age, she's actually grown her hair a bit longer and it's more shoulder length mm-hmm. now. So... I, I don't know if it's the same exact curl, but it's definitely still curly. And she's 70 now. Yeah. Beautiful. So that's my mom. And then um, in, we're going to try and tell some personal stories in this podcast. Also to encourage our listeners to share their personal stories. And then we'll talk about a curl next door who, you know, inspires us each time. Okay. So um, I think this is going to tie in nicely to my curl next door story. So okay. I'm going to talk about, um, the first time I got my hair straightened Ooh, ever. Let's hear it. Cause this was a big deal. So I don't know if you know this about me, but when I was a kid about 11, I started doing modeling. I had no idea. <laughs> with a friend. So I have some, like, we called them comp cards back then with your agency. It was kind of like a mini headshot yeah. on a postcard. Uh, so I have some comp cards from then uh, with really big curls and slouch socks and oversized sweater and all, <laughs> all that business oh, and kids. Um, and then did that for a little bit. And I think by the time I was, you know, 13, I was kind of like a regular fit model for Cotton Ginny. Um, really? <laughs> but basically at that time, my agent said, you know what, you're just, I'm going to say this in the polite way, but you're not tall enough or thin enough to continue modeling. So <laughs> I was, I was kind of okay with it at the time. How old were you? Um, 13, turning 14, just about to start high school. So my agent said, you should consider acting because it's, it's more about your personality and, you know, your face, I guess. (laughs) Uh, so that's fine. So I got a new agent and one of the things my agent said is you need to take care of your eyebrows, which that's like a whole other podcast entirely. Like not even our, I should be a guest on an eyebrow podcast to talk about that. So if any of you eyebrow, eyebrow podcast creators are listening, contact Tamara Robbins Griffith. (laughs) That's right. You can find me. I have a lot of feelings about eyebrows, but the other part of it was, he said, you need to go to a real hairstylist. Like whoever you've been seeing isn't doing you justice or doing the right thing. So I went to a salon and I think he's still in operation um, in Toronto called World. And um, the owner at the time cut my hair and I think he gave me a really good haircut. And he also said, would you like me to straighten it? And that had never been on the table as an option. This whole notion of I've just cut your hair and would you like it straightened just for leaving the salon and feeling like. So I said, sure. I really had no experience with this at all, other than reading some books like Go Ask Alice, I think, where she straight like ironed her hair in the 60s with a (laughs) with an actual iron on an ironing board. So anyway, I said yes. And we went through this whole process, which was took a long time, like over an hour. And I don't know what he was thinking, but he kind of dried my hair, but not with a round brush, like just dried it with a blow dryer and then piece by piece went over it with a flat iron. 
So it took a really long time. And in hindsight, everything I know about hair now, I'm questioning why he did it, approached it that way. So he blew it out and then he flat ironed it. Yes, but he didn't blow it out with a round brush, like stretching it under the heat. He blew it out just kind of randomly, like puffy, like when you look like a poodle at the end of that drying. He he wanted your hair to be dry and then he wanted to go over it with a flat iron. Right, which is... That approach to blow drying is worse for your hair because it's exposing it to more heat. And it also takes longer than being, you know, efficient and and, and stretching it in a round brush as you're blow drying it. So sidebar, I can completely relate because I've never been able to properly figure out how to blow out my own hair. So I do a lot of what you just described when I would flat iron my own hair. Okay, well, we can have a separate lesson not on the podcast because I think blow dryers would get a little noisy. And I'm happy to share some other blow drying skills with you because I've had many years of practice. But in any case, this was my very first experience. It took a really long time. You can imagine I was about 14 years old and I left that salon feeling like, you know, a totally different person. Did you feel like an absolute rock star? I did. And I felt my hair bouncing when I took steps and I felt like it slipped through my hands in a way I'd never felt before. And this is something only us curly haired people will understand when you think back to the very first time you ever had your hair smoothed out or straightened and I had, I remember what I was wearing that day and I was really into shopping at Goodwill at the time. And I had, I was really into the seventies, even though it was like 1994 or something around there. And I had, you know, flared jeans and a vinyl kind of faux leather jacket. And I just felt, I felt really like cool and I felt amazing and I didn't feel like myself at all. And it was almost like I just didn't know that that kind of hairstyle was even an option for me, let alone like I had no skills. I couldn't straighten it or blow dry it myself at the time. I had to build up to that slowly, but it was just really eye opening. And it made me feel like, okay, we've got options here. How am I going to, it's kind of like choose your own adventure, which is one of the nice things about having curly hair that you can wear it in a variety of styles. I think it's sometimes harder for people with straight hair to make their hair curly. Yeah, and even when you want to do an updo, stylists love the texture of a curl because it can sit so nicely up on the top of your head or in a braid. Yeah, it doesn't slip out as easily. It's sort of like Velcro. (laughs) Like it attaches to itself. Yes. Well, that's a whole other childhood story feeling like you've got Velcro on top of your head. That's right, that's right. I, you know, I'm so glad you shared this story and I've been trying to think of my first blowout and sorry folks for the real legit curly haired people listening. We are talking about straight hair right now, but, uh, yeah, it's magical when you get a blowout. Well, it's also a curly haired person's experience of, of feeling what straight hair feels like, which is really weird when you go like, in my case, 14 years of your life with this wild textured business. And then all of a sudden... It feels so different. And again, it's consistent because you can wake up the next day and it's still straight and it looks fabulous. Unless, of course, it was humid in your room or you sweated. Yeah, fair, fair, fair. <laughs> oh, I love that story. Thanks for sharing. Yeah, yeah. So I, I've i been thinking a lot about my shortest hair experience. Mm. When I was in grade four and I went to the salon, 
I was looking through magazines in the waiting area and found this really fabulous image of a short curly haired model. Okay. And I said to my stylist, I was, I was in grade four, so I would have been okay. nine years old or wow. something like that. Uh -huh. I want this. And I didn't even realize that I had curls. I think I was too young to realize that yes. I had curls. And funny enough, when I look back at photos of my childhood, I don't really think my curls came in until around that age. Oh. So when I got my hair cut short, it was super edgy and really, really funky. Mm -hmm. And it was really short. I even had sideburns. I had oh like little Vs. I'm dying to see pictures of this. Super cute. <laughs> I loved how it looked and I felt really sophisticated because I lo now looked like this model. Yeah. But unfortunately, everyone thought I was a boy oh. because no one had short no girls had short hair. Like at school? Was at it school, the beginning of the school year? Did they not know you? No, I and I was in a school where I had been with these kids. Okay, so they knew kindergarten, you. So everyone knew me, but when I'd go out with my parents, okay. even to run an errand or, you know, we'd bump into my friends and my parents and they'd say, oh, how's your son doing? So this happened for, I don't know, I probably had short hair for like 18 to 24 months. Mm -hmm. And I always really loved it. And I I could think I had more confidence back then. Yes. Because I just owned it. I was like, this is my hair. I look awesome. And you people are fashion idiots. And yeah. you don't understand what yeah. I'm trying to stand for. And it was sort of actually with hindsight, probably my first step into establishing a fashion look for myself. And your identity. And my identity. And then, you know, a couple years later, like now I'm into grade six or grade seven and I'm trying to grow it out. And that was probably some of the most awkward hair growth period of my mm -hmm. life, trying to grow a super cute shorty haircut into mm -hmm. something that had length. And you, I, I hope some of you can relate. You end up with a bit of a mushroom head. Right. So well, that's a hard hair thing to do, to grow out short to longer at any age, yeah. let alone an age where you're kind of prepubescent and all that stuff. Yeah. And like looking good is really important. Mm -hmm. You're sort of at that age where you're starting to really pay attention to your own. Yeah. You know, your Who own look. I? Who am I? Anyway, so that's my curly haired story. And I really encourage anyone who's ever thought about cutting their hair short to do it. It's going to look amazing. Mm -hmm. And now when you, you know, thank you, Google, you can look at all these photos of super duper cute, short, curly haired style for mm -hmm. women. Do it, do it, do it. And even now, I mean, when I first met you, your hair was really long. And at some point you went above the shoulders yeah. too, which was a pretty big chop. Yeah. That looks amazing now. Thank you. But my goal is always to go back to that look even mm. shorter. But my face shape is different now. Mm. You know, I feel like I need a I need to lose a few pounds oh, to thin out my no, face no, no. to be able to support a short, a super short hair look. Well anyway. I think you look beautiful. I don't think you need to have like a gaunt face to pull off that hair. But I think your hair looks amazing now. But the bangs have done what I think the curly hair dream, the short hair dream was right. going to do. Oh, so yeah. Cause the, and having the short curly bangs is giving me the best of both worlds because I'm good. It's, it's like a mullet short in the front, <laughs> longer in the back. Yes. Anyway, and you can still do a bun or a ponytail or whatever you want. Yeah, except that it's I have so many short pieces in the back that mm -hmm the back of my head when I'm doing a bun, I have probably about 12 
bobby pins. Right. Sticking okay. everything up in place. Well, you know, these things are a work in progress. It's always a work. Well, as we all know, curly mm-hmm. hair is always a work Always in a work in progress. But you know what? Your childhood story dovetails perfectly into my CND, my curl next door. Let's hear your CND. Okay. And by the way, this is not Creative Nail Design. <laughs> I don't know if you know, that's the company oh. that makes shellac. Yes. No, this is CND, short for Canadian... Not Canadian. <laughs> Canadian curls. <laughs> Canadian curl next door. <laughs> All right. Okay. Tomorrow, let's hear your story. So, you know, it kind of goes back to when I was looking originally into Marsha Clark, which was last week's story. I wanted to talk about something that was curly but controversial. My CND this week is Carrie Russell. Um, now, <laughs> couple things. This is some controversial hair oh yeah and sh- controversial short hair. even years later it's still talked about it's still talked because it changed things in hollywood it did and I, okay go on go okay on. and feel free to jump in anytime so first of all just for fun did you know that she came of age on the mickey mouse show no i did not know that christina aguilera justin timberlake and ryan gosling Wow. Which is hard to believe. They really knew how to pick them. Didn't they, though? Yeah. (laughs) All super famous now. Yeah. And uh, maybe for another show, we can, even though I don't like him, we should consider that Justin Timberlake has curly hair. He does. As does Slash. This is a whole 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 other dude podcast episode. Man curls. The man show. So Carrie Russell, who I love on The Americans, played Felicity Porter, an idealistic high school student who's making her way to college. Um, and when she cut her hair, it caused a national uproar. So International uproar, I would International, say. okay. So the show came out. She was beautiful. You know, this curly, long hair, like well below her shoulders, golden kind of blonde. It was 1999. She, I think, won a Golden Globe for the first season And then apparently there was some joke that went on where she put on a wig and sent a picture to some of the producers of the show with curly hair and said, ha ha ha, should I cut it? Or I cut my hair. And it was a joke. It was not for real. But then the producers and J.J. Abrams were like, actually, this could be interesting for the whole breakup angle because they saw it as this universal truth of young women who go through a breakup and cut their hair to do something really dramatic and life-changing, which I think a lot of people can relate to. Like most of us don't chop off all our hair, but a lot of people want to go and kind of try something different for a fresh start. Totally. Like it's absolutely legit. So there are rumors flying around that this is something Carrie Russell did on her own and then got in trouble for, and that wasn't the case. It was the producer's idea to do this on the show. Um, So she agreed to it. And um, then they started shooting season two and, you know, national hysteria kind of ensued. Like the fans revolted, the ratings dropped and like she caught death threats, which is insane. So there was, it wasn't per se about we don't like your curly hair because people had this, but it was just that we don't like your short curly hair because, you know, 
a lot of the time we when we talk about curly hair, it's kind of about these beauty ideals. And often the beauty ideal is kind of long and flowing and maybe a little wave, but usually more straight. And what's it's European. It's not um, it's not super curly and it's not wild because the ideal female is sort of like not wild. She's a bit more docile. But Felicity was kind of beautiful, but with this long you know, she looked like Aphrodite, maybe, speaking of Greek goddesses. Yeah, and actually, Felicity was the ultimate curl next door. She mm-hmm. was the, the girl next door. I think people mm-hmm. really invested in her and her hair because she was just this normal, nice character mm-hmm. trying to make it in the big city. Yeah. So nicely, I think, because he's a good guy, J.J. Abrams took the blame. Like, he didn't let it fall on Carrie Russell. Um, but it was interesting um, like that, uh, as Felicity's hair started to grow back, the ratings went back up again. That is just bizarre. Isn't that that crazy? Was the show, maybe people didn't like the breakup. I think people really saw Felicity as a real person as well. Mm -hmm. Like that show was a pretty formidable program at the time. Yeah, I think so. Um, and, but you could argue like there were other shows that were popular that we didn't care about the hair so much. It's almost like the opposite of the Rachel. Like people loved Rachel, uh, Jennifer Aniston's haircut on Friends. And maybe some people liked watching the show because they liked the hair. And in this case, people were like, I don't like that hair and I am not watching this show until it starts to grow back. Yeah, it's yeah. People took it really personally and the hair was a character of its own. I think so. So anyway, it's interesting. Um, And then as an aside, so it's I I did some research and there was a cool article on Backstage.com by Simi Horowitz. And she was talking about how, you know, whatever the length, um, straight hair is generally preferred by casting directors, according to all these people they interviewed. And um People were told, like, their curly hair is too fussy for the camera, you know, and it's not groomed enough and all of these things. And that it can either suggest certain ethnicities. And we know curly hair is a is a bit of a race issue as well. And it also suggests like being yet like little girls, like it's too it's too girlish, like it's not sexy enough. So. It was an interesting article, and I think that even for myself, when I was only 14 years old getting into acting, I also had different headshots with straight hair and curly hair. Right. And it was like this whole decision process, too. If I had an audition, what was the part? What did I need to convey? And would it be straight hair or curly hair? And I think landed most of my jobs with straight hair, which is you know, a bummer. And I would have the curly hair if it was like a rock star or like a rock and roll person. Or someone a little bit more wild, right? Somebody wild. Yeah. So it's, and then that's where it sort of, it be, I think becomes a bit of a race issue. And this is not something that you and I, like we're not, we're not curly haired experts that are women of color. Like we're white girls. <laughs> That's not the name of the podcast, like white girls with curly hair. But still, you know, it's this implication that if you have curly hair, which a lot of women of color do, that that makes you sort of this wild, untamed savage. And it's, you know, it is an issue in that respect and that you're more European with straight hair. 
Yeah, there's so many stereotypes associated to the hair type, which I think we'll probably start deconstructing throughout this podcast. Yeah. So we've, we've, anyway, my story was more about Felicity and Carrie Russell. Love her. It's actually a shame we don't see her curls more often now because she's really worn it straight, you know, throughout the Americans, but also anytime she goes out on the red carpet, she's in straight or smoothed out waves. She is, but it's so true. You know, the second you mentioned you're going to talk about the Felicity story, Mm -hmm. the Carrie Russell story, I knew exactly what you were talking about. It's Mm -hmm. so ingrained in my brain from that time period. She chopped her hair. I actually stopped watching the show at that time. And I don't know why. Oh, you were one of the people who I know, stopped. But I loved Felicity was one of my favorite shows. And I was in university at the same time as that show. So okay. it was like really relevant for yes. me. Yeah, it's so wow. interesting. All these years later, I, I completely rem- remember that story. And I think it changed. Like, I don't think at that time networks realized how like the hair could affect the ratings. So I think there's probably more clauses in contracts now that like if you're playing a certain role, you know, you can't change your hair. You can't as an actor, you can't just it's a contract clause that you can't just go out and change your hair in between seasons. Yeah. I wonder if there's any other examples of actors who had similar issues. I don't know. Yeah. Well, if, it's a if curiosity. You're a, if you're a listener and you know examples, you can always email us at curlnextdoorpodcast at gmail.com. So I think that's a good segue to my story, which bear with me. I'm not setting it up exactly related, but I will get there, which is to say that the person I will eventually be talking about figured out a way around this issue of inconsistent hair. Oh, I'm so intrigued. So I want to start by, okay, so bear with me. I'm going to meander a little bit, but I think I'm it's okay interesting. I'm okay with meandering. So I'm going to start with a little piece of poetry. Oh, wow. From Henry Wadsworth Longfellow. And I, I believe that you've probably heard this poem. Okay. There was a little girl who had a little curl right in the middle of her forehead. When she was good, she was very good indeed. And when she was bad, she was horrid. Oh, yes. So this is sort of setting out for us that there's this long running history of female figures who are evil, Mm -hmm. curly haired people with who are evil. Oh, my God. It's like Medusa, too. It's okay. Yes. And yes, I've heard this poem because that's what people say to you when you have curly hair. Yeah. That you're being naughty. Mm hmm. So, yeah, curly-haired people are associated with having wild personalities. Yes. You, you know, you exemplified that in your last story. <laughs> you were saying, like, you exemplify that, no, Tamara. No, no, <laughs> but, like, the whole Felicity thing and being wild and free. Mm-hmm. And if your hair is frizzy or sticking out everywhere, it sort of seems untamed. Right. Like, you're being unkempt. And it's so interesting because, you know, we talk about our hair woes and we have... Hello? <laughs> Is that not the iPad? That's the computer? That was Devin's computer. Okay. Okay. That's really funny. He's, He's like, on oh, a work shit. call. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So we're going to be discussing a lot about our curly haired woes. And yet we have thousands of options for hair maintenance and hair products. Right. Imagine those people centuries ago. Uh-huh. Millennia ago, their hair must have been redonkulous. 
millennia ago, they didn't have the same access to what millennials have now. No. Well said. <laughs> well said, Tamara. So I wanted to talk about witches. Witches. And there's sort of two visualizations of this for me. One is a witch with all these frizzy curls sticking out of a pointy witchy hat in yes, pop culture. I can totally see it. You can totally picture That's that. That's how I look some mornings. Yes. Don't we all? The other is curly, curly hair or red curls sort of associated to witches in time of old. Okay. And you can almost picture their hair getting curly and frizzy as they stand over their pot of witches brew. Yeah, kind of like, um, what's her name? Grace from, from Vogue. Um, she was the art director and she worked with Anna Wintour. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Coddington. Yes, yes, yes. Okay. Good one. That crazy curly red hair. Crazy curly red hair. So apparently curly hair was associated with witches in the 1500s, 1600s. Magical priests and curly-haired maidens would tie spells into their hair in twists and knots, easier to do with curly hair. And these people eventually got called witches or devil's whores. Oh my God. Harsh. Devil's whore. That's pretty harsh. That's pretty harsh. Yeah. You're not just a whore. No, you're a devil's <laughs> whore. Right. I, so I was looking at images of how witches were depicted in pop culture. Okay. More recently, and tons had curly hair. And I know, like, the truists and you were saying, well, a lot had straight hair too, but... This is a curly-haired podcast. Okay. I'm going to talk about the curly-haired yeah, witches. Yeah, So, like, the Witches of Eastwick. Yes. Hocus Pocus. A little bit. Sarah Midler. Jessica Parker was in that, too. SJP was in Hocus Pocus. That Midler. Curly-haired. Totally. Awesome. Hermione Granger. Oh, yes. Curls. So, when I was doing my research for this, I fell in love with a still, like mm -hmm. a, a photo from the movie Witches of Eastwick. Yes. So, for context, this is a dark fantasy comedy film from 1987. I remember it. Featuring Susan Sarandon, Cher, and Michelle Pfeiffer. Yeah. They are three friends who are each wooed by a handsome stranger named Daryl, played by Jack Nicholson. And over time, their witchy skills become more powerful, but they also start to wonder what the nefarious intentions are of this mysterious Daryl. Mm -hmm. Anyway, the three of them have fabulous... Fabulous, curly-haired locks. Amazing. So, as I said, the film was from 87, which, to be fair, was, I think, like, the climax of the perm. Yes. Everyone had Lots perms. of great hair at that time. We should, like, there's so much perm content, we should totally talk about <laughs> perms. Cher's hair, please, if you're listening, just Google Witches of Eastwick and Cher. Her hair is amazing. It's just this giant nest of frizzy curls. It's mm -hmm. humongous. Mm -hmm. And like I guess frizz was okay in the eighties. I feel I like maybe so. frizz has trended out a it was little part bit. Of the smoothed down business of the yeah. early two thousands. Yeah, mm -hmm. but it was actually it's actually Susan Sarandon that I wanted to talk about. Oh, I love her. Who's got? She's got a head full of gorgeous curls in this film. Yeah, bushy red curls tumbling past her shoulders. And she, I think, really epitomizes what we were discussing earlier about looking wild and free, mm -hmm. a little bit dangerous, mm -hmm. a little mm -hmm. bit out of control. I learned something interesting about Susan Sarandon. Yes. Her hair is naturally curly. Okay. But get yes. a load of this. She claims that it is so unmanageable that she wears wigs on set. Yeah. So it's a lot part of, of her do. costume design. I had no idea. It's a, wigs are a huge thing in Hollywood and you would have no idea how many celebrities wear them on set and also in real life because you can get such good ones that you can't tell the difference. Well, yeah, I was looking at some of the stills of her in wigs and the, they've matched her hair color 
perfectly. So you'd never know. Right. But because she's got curls, I mean, if you're playing a character and you have to be back on set every day mm -hmm. and your hair is unmanageable. Right. The director needs it to be consistent. Yes. So she wears wigs all the time. And uh, but in her private life, and I, I love this quote that I found going out. I like it to be a bit messy, no hairspray and just hope for the best. Oh, a bit, a bit, <laughs> I love her. I know a bit rock and roll. Oh, that's amazing. But even if it's rock and roll, you never know what's going to happen. But that's I, true. I love her devil may care attitude about it. Yeah. See, check out this photo. That's oh, a, that's look at these so women. Good. They look amazing. They look amazing. Such a good movie. And uh, so go rewatch that if you get a chance. But That's I love right. that. And it's funny because like Hocus Pocus came later and it was kind of like 2.0. That's right. That's right. Anyway, wow. there you go. Wow. That's amazing. I mean, it's interesting because I think, I mean, on the one hand, I pride myself on yeah, I am a little wild and that's okay. And I have a free spirit and I'm going to do what I want. And I'm a bit rebellious. On the other hand, I don't like being stereotyped as like you're bad and you're wild because you have curly hair. That's right. But interestingly on my side, my husband is always telling me to let the animal out. Oh, I love that. I love it too. And I have to say, he's always been the number one supporter of my curly hair because my tendency is always to wear it up in a top knot. Yes. Or like hide it or pin it back. And he's like, no, let it go. It looks amazing. Trust in the curls. And when I see women walking down the street with these wicked curls, mm -hmm. I always think, I wish I could rock that. And he reminds me, actually, you can. You've got that hair. You just are too shy to let, let the animal out. out. That's amazing. Yeah. I love that. Your husband is the nicest. And I do think, you know, this is, we can go into it deeper in another episode, but um, my husband also likes my curls. And I think you never want, you want to be with, even though we want the freedom to wear our hair how we want, and we might straighten it from time to time or do different things. You want someone to like love you for who you are without all the bells and whistles, like who you are naturally. Like when you wake up in the morning, you don't want to be with a partner who wants you to conform to some other beauty ide ideal that doesn't that's come right. naturally. So that's amazing that that you have that. And it's, I think it's really important. Absolutely. So that's yeah. a wrap, I think, for episode two. That's right. So, you know, follow us on um, Curl Next Door podcast on Instagram, Instagram. And certainly feel free to reach out on Gmail with your stories and or tips. Anything you have to share with us or if we've if you have answers to our questions and we're asking things in the podcast that we don't have the answer to. Yeah, and uh, or if you've caught a fact that we maybe misspoke to, feel Absolutely. free to correct us correct in a very us. gentle tone. <laughs> All right, bye. Bye, Tamara. Bye, Steph.